What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you with a Friday edition of Ladies, links, likes, and likes. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Goes along with for me on this video. Goes along with for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. What are the freaking Celtics doing right now? I mean, sometimes with betting, it is so frustrating because you can get everything right. You can have the analysis correct. You can say LeBron and AD are more than likely going to sit. They can sit. You can then call the starting lineup on Twitter, which is what I did, but there were no props to take advantage of. You can then hammer the 10 and a half, and you can also end up losing it. They're down at the half to the Lakers. I need the Celtics by 11. That would be very, very useful. Obviously, half unit there uh, for everybody watching the video the night before. Didn't end up double tapping there in the premium Discord. Might have double tapped it on my own. But either way, friends, we are looking ahead. It is Friday slate, Thursday. Closing line value on the Knicks. Closing line value on Utah. I'm telling you, I can only try to beat the closing lines. That is what I'm here to do. I'm trying to get you here early. That's why we record early. So we can get some money down on some good lines. Yeah. Also, Lindy's Locks update. It's going to be coming back here in some different iterations. We're going to have some prize pick stuff going on for the people there on the Twitter and and the TikTok streets. So that's going to be lovely because I'm a Gen Zer now, apparently. But whatever. Anywho, let's continue on this merry way. Bet MGM. Let's get in a good frame of mind here as we break down all of these lovely 10 games. 10 games we have before us here in the NBA streets. Producer Jacob, hi. Get your Celtics. You know what? Together. Let's get to the picks. Big control. As we talk about the Clippers and the Detroit Pistons, had to do my animal from the Muppets. I guess I have different Muppet sounds. All right, Kermit the Frog here. Um, let's look at the Clippers. Ah. Paul George, he ended up sitting out last time. Didn't matter. You had just James Harden, Kawhi, and this is a very good Clippers basketball team. Hopefully you've been paying attention because, yeah, they've been the best team in the West for the last month or so, month and a half, they really figured things out and they are efficient on the offensive end. They are number one in offensive rating over the last 45 days. Clippers are a real team on the West and we'll see what happens at the deadline. Again, Terrence Mann, somebody's going to be interested. Somebody's going to dip their toes in that pool. And I think obviously keeping that core three and you add somebody to it, especially if you can get another wing, another shooting wing along with Norman Powell. Oh my God, this team is redonkulous. Get Zubats back. You got Mason Plumlee to play backup. 10, 15 minutes. It is what it is. Going to be really fun to watch them. But the Detroit Pistons are never really all that fun to watch. You do have Cade Cunningham, who is back for this one, probable entering tonight. So you're getting both of these kind of at straight up full strength, barring an unexpected scratch or something of that nature. Not saying it's like out of the question, but again, I don't want to get in the habit of trying to like force plays just because, oh, like obviously I, I think 12 is more of an efficient line here. I bet people do bet minus 11 and move it north. There are 10 and a halfs that exist out in the world right now, but like, I don't want any of them. I get it. Again, the Clippers just talked about how great they are. They're 26 and 20 against the spread. We like everything about them, but they're 12 and 11 on the road. Just throwing it out there. They just got them walloping Washington without Paul George. Anyway, if you had to do something here, it's obviously taking the Clippers minus 11, but we're not going to take it. We're going to be smarter. Again, there's 10 and a half that actually exist out there now, but that's still not interesting to me. Let's go on our merry way next game. How about a team that uh, <laughs> they've been struggling? It hasn't been pretty, hasn't been enjoyable. If you're a Miami Heat fan taking on Washington, now the matchup is very obviously enjoyable here. And Terry Rozier last time out, well, 
They figured it out against uh, the Sacramento Kings, and I'm actually betting Sacramento, which I can't believe. But three points, 10 assists, five boards. That was not what I saw coming down the pipeline for Terry Rozier. Shot the ball terrible, one for eight, and yet didn't matter because Sacramento is slide to the left, slide to the right, crisscross, everybody clap your hand. We're not going to do that. Miami's minus eight here for a reason. Washington is absolutely dog terrible. Stop myself from swearing. Jordan Poole, questionable. Probably a good thing if he sits for them winning a basketball game. Marvin Bagley, questionable. Landry Shamit. Damn it, Shamit. I love you. If you know that movie, let me down down below. That's a that's a deep cut for the people. Kind of has like, and now they go to the right. Can you tell I don't have a play from this game either? And I'm just filling time anyway. It is what it is. We do have props from this one. Washington, you know by now that they bring pace. They bring a lot of pace. They don't bring good basketball. They bring terrible defense. Third to last in adjusted defensive rating. Second in pace. That usually means pace up. More points for the Miami side, at least. That's why you see a 233.5 point total, despite Miami being just... I mean, they've been floundering. First win in their last eight, their last time out against Sacramento. Why am I betting Sacramento today? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But in the meantime, Tyler Hero, over 19 and a half points. This is probably going to be the guy long-term, him and Jimmy Butler, that have the most usage here. Because if you don't have Tyler Hero shooting, I don't know why you have him out on the floor. Now, he was four for nine last time out. The fewest amount of shot attempts I hope we get from Tyler Hero within this starting unit. Otherwise, I don't know what to think of it. But 14, eight and eight. Obviously, the Miami Heat culture, basketball, whatever they call it, like everybody kind of just you feed the hot hand. Whoever the hot hand is, is going to be the guy. But Tyler Hero, shooting guards against Washington, Jordan Poole, if he's out there, that's a plus. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Over 19 and a half, just a lean. Again, haven't bet it yet, but it's the best play that I see on the board currently in this one. Let's get to the plays. Phoenix, Atlanta, finally found one. Now, Atlanta, you know by now, you know by now, they also bring the pace, about that pace, no trouble, to the board. You look at them, Atlanta, fourth in pace, 102 possessions per 48 minutes, and defensively, they are fourth worst in the NBA. Now, they do add one piece back who defensively at least bolsters their wings a little bit. You know who it is. It's DeAndre Hunter, but he's questionable with this right knee injury management, so... Don't even know if we end up getting him out there. And, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, there are trade rumors to my Minnesota Timberwolves, which is kind of a weird one. I mean, I'll take him. We'll give you a bag of potato chips and some cheese curds, eh? How's that sound? That'd be good. But anyway, you know by now that Atlanta's going to bring pace to the table. But it's not like books don't know that. It's not like it's some unheard of fact. But what is a little bit strange to me are some of these quotes that we've had from Kevin Durant talking to Devin Booker saying, you go get your son, I'll get mine. And well, they kind of both got their own the other night, looked pretty darn good out there in Brooklyn for sure. A little bit of a, that had to feel good if you're Kevin Durant, that's for sure, because well, that tenure didn't go very well. 33, 8, and 5 look, looked pretty good to me there. But it's not so much the points, it's the fact that they're playing gobs of minutes, 38 minutes, in a game that they won by 16, it got a little bit... It didn't really get dicey at any point there in the fourth quarter. Lonnie Walker played pretty well. Uh, that's always wild to watch. But anyway, we've got ourselves a pretty straightforward play here. It's not on the Atlanta side. I, I talked basically about them. You have just DeAndre Hunter questionable. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, good luck figuring that one out right now with their current lines. But I do have this figured out here. Kevin Durant. This is too low in terms of PRA. He averages north of 40 and a half of these per, per game this season. So there's a two-point discrepancy. 
We're paying inside of minus 120, and it's a pace-up spot against Atlanta. Of course, the caveat is Bradley Beal does exist, but again, in terms of PRA, he's adding assists to the table. He is somebody that they're playing through a lot, and got to the line 12 times. That's really been one of the things that I've been paying attention to from Kevin Durant, because when he's engaged, when he really wants to go out and play basketball, and this team needs to keep winning games here, Phoenix, considering what the Clippers are doing here in the West, and Denver exists in the West. We'll get to them in the last game of the night. Kevin Durant is going to get to the line here. It was the first time he had double-digit attempts in a game at the free-throw line since December 13th. That's a wild fact. Again, this is why they pay me the kind of big bucks. Well, actually, they it's okay. I'm I'm having fun. And also, I like betting. So, Phoenix. Kevin Durant. 38 and a half. P hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Period. Done. Like. Let's talk about you. Super quick, super straightforward, friends. We have the positive EV tool. We have incredible a discord community we have an incredible opportunity to help you if you're in a non-legal state to check out the fantasy optimizer to try out underdog prize picks and to get the best plays in terms of ev over at those sites as well and all of that is coming to you friends for 14.95 weekly 49.95 monthly it's a ridiculous slash in pricing that we had the discord alone used to be 20 dollars a week the Discord alone, just to be able to have communication with me, Isaiah Suarez, Greg Ehrenberg, uh, Ben Raza, all the people you know and love here, Lofi over there in the Discord hanging out from time to time, telling you, it is a great opportunity right now to jump in. And when you use promo code Lindy, L-I-N-D-Y, 20% off? What an amazing deal. Expert picks, Discord, premium tools. Again, $12 a week. You can ask me all the questions you want. You can DM me. Yeah, be nice, be nice. You can also... Fire up anything you want off of that positive EV tool, and it is printing here of late. Again, looking around 7 8% ROIs for lots of our team members here. Lots of people over the course of the last month. January was nice. February could be even nicer. Jump on in, friends. The water's warm. Use promo code LINDY when you do 20% off your first week or first month of any package. Cool. Todd, Shopper, we go? Oh, actually, no. Back to the picks we go. I can't believe I'm doing this. I've only done this one other time this season, and it won. So we're 1-0 and betting Sacramento. But my God, my betting Sacramento? Why? Why Why am I doing this? Well, I'll give you some reasons. First off, we know the Pacers are currently involved in a little uh, basketball game. They're at halftime, 58-51 here. So pretty competitive spot. And I don't think Tyrese Halliburton's going to play on a back-to-back. -back. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. But they're limiting his minutes. It's a back-to-back. And this line opens as if Tyrese Halliburton's suiting up. I, I don't quite understand it. So Sacramento is 24-21-1 against the spread. I I just can't figure out whether I want to bet four. Like, obviously, both these teams have been profitable to bet four over the course of the entire season. But Sacramento's just never, ever, ever making my betting card in a lot of these spots. And... Well, this is the first time that I'm actually going to advocate for them in a very, very long time. Back in December, beginning December was the last time that I ended up betting this team. I've bet against them quite a bit, not always to avail. Again, 24, 21, and 1. Uh, I am, we will tell you here in two seconds. 
I am. Four and three betting against them, so slightly up, nothing to really write home about, but have done it more than not, obviously, seven times. That's a lot. Uh, that is the one, two, three. This is fun, huh? Four, five. Fifth most that I have bet against a team this season. And again, spreads, I have way more prop exposure on a day-to-day -day basis. I think you understand that watching my videos, and you definitely understand it if you're in the premium Discord, because props are generally my calling card. Hey, home run props, anybody? Coming to you in less than two months. Let's go. Catchers and poor. Corbett Burns is an Oriole. That's going to be wild to break down for the people. We'll probably do a preseason thing. But Sacramento minus two here in Indy. Indy on a back-to-back. -back. I don't think Tyrese Halliburton ends up playing. That is a massive part of this. I think TJ McConnell we're going to be pretty limited here in this Knicks spot simply so that they can utilize him here. Aaron Neesmith has been playing really good basketball. I don't know how. I don't know why. And then Pascal Siakam, Aaron Neesmith, Benedict Matherin did sit out on the front end of this one. So if he ends up available on the back end of it, that's obviously an offensive upgrade for them. But for the time being, Sacramento's healthy. It's been the first time in a long time that we've seen Sacramento completely healthy, except for Sasha Vizenkov. And I think his parents care that he's hurt, but like, I don't think he matters that much to Sacramento right now. Anyway, bet them minus two. Can't believe I did, but here we are, friends. If you want on the money line, obviously minus two, even money. If you wanted to go money line, totally understand that too. Flat out think Sacramento wins here in Indy and uh, happy to happy to lay the two. There you go. Good talk. Glad we had it. I don't have a lot of a read of anything that's going on here. Toronto taking on Houston. And my goodness, Toronto. Three massive pieces. RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Yaka Pirtle, all questionable. If they all play, would I want to have any part of this now? But there's also a massive question mark on the other side of this one. Albert Shangun questionable with an illness. I don't haven't seen him on the injury report all year legitimately all year that's the first time i can remember pulling up nba.com going alperin shangun interesting very interesting now if he ends up sitting i guess we can talk through what i think that rotation could look like because again part of prop exposure is trying to be early to the market on certain pieces waiting till closer to lock to take unders on guys doing things like that that are just smart kid things i think there's an opportunity because of toronto on the other side that Boban Marjanovic would end up playing basketball and Jock Landale would play basketball here in the event that it was Jakob Pertl in. If Jakob Pertl is out, I don't think Marjanovic sees the floor in any way, shape, or form because, again, he's averaging all of, like, 5.3 minutes. He's appeared in all of eight games this entire season. Again, I think Landale is the far more likely starter between the two, but I'm just saying it is like a true center situation that you would kind of want to have going up against Jakob Pertl. So... That one really matters because then what ends up happening is Jonte Porter, who's doubtful. He comes off the floor, so I'm just not having him in. It'd be a lot of Thad Young and Chris Boucher, which are kind of your wing guys. And Houston could go to a Jeff Green. They could go to Jabari Smith at the five. There's a lot of iterations where I think Jabari Smith could end up being a smash in the prop market. So I want to throw that out there right from the get-go. That is a massive piece in the event that Alperin Shingun sits, as well as Fred Van Vliet, if he can be early to the party on a points prop. But I doubt the books drop that. They've been very conservative on giving us advantageous lines such as that. Try to read the tea leaves. Obviously, we'll all know come shoot around. If Alperin Shingun goes through shoot around, more likely than not, he plays. If he doesn't, well, everybody will be hitting you know, the, the panic button the same way that I'm talking about it now. But in the meantime, Houston minus four and a half. It's a lean for me. There's three massive pieces. We know, you know how much I love quickly. You know how important RJ Barrett is to the great, I almost said state, the great country of Canada. Oh, hey, 
They're up there. They're up north. And then Jakob Pertl. He really matters in terms of how Houston is going to roll out a four or a five, barring Shangun's status. So similar to what I just talked about with Sacramento, I have two bets that I've made on Sacramento all season long. I'm about to bet Golden State for the like first time. I'm pretty positive it is the first time. Now I got to double check my sheet again. I bet them one other time. Oh, and one. Good talk. Glad we had it. But Golden State, friends, minus five and a half going into Memphis. And I do not, in any way, shape, or form, understand this line. It is very strange to me. It is a back-to-back -back for Memphis. Golden State lost in Memphis as nine-point favorites last time out. You're telling me that Golden State now coming in with Draymond Green at the helm, being back in this rotation, is going to lose to Memphis? No, 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 no. This is going to be very, very different than last time out. First off, Vince Williams ended up playing. John Conchar ended up playing. Santi Aldama ended up playing. But Luke Kennard, Zaire Williams, I'm guessing that they held them out Thursday in order to play them on Friday. But those other three were dinged up coming in. Vince Williams? Left knee soreness. There's a very good chance that he plays tonight and doesn't play tomorrow. Jaron Jackson Jr., again, he's the most important player to this team in its current iteration, even though he's like somebody you want as your third best player on a team. But he's going to play big minutes here tonight, barring a blowout. And, well, doesn't guarantee that he has to be out there tomorrow. GG Jackson could walk into more minutes, which is always interesting. And then Xavier Tillman. A surprise scratch during the game. Yes, you heard me. The news came out during the game that Xavier Tillman was not going to play on Thursday. Again, maybe they just held back those three pieces and saved them for the back-to-back. -back. Memphis doesn't have a ton to play for. And you walk into, you know, that point situation where, yeah, you're going to have Luke Kennard probably there, barring Scottie Pippen, who started here tonight on Thursday. Scottie Pippen Jr., for what it's worth. It'd be awesome to see Scottie Pippen start. Actually, no, he'd get slaughtered nowadays. But... Golden State getting fully healthy and getting Jonathan Kaminga just going absolutely berserk here of late. Some of these splits are almost just out of control. Shooting like 55, 50, and 75 basically over his last six. Now, obviously, Draymond Green back. It's going to limit the minutes potentially, but like he's playing so good that I think you just roll out Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Kaminga, Green and play them all 35 minutes a night here like they have of lately. Brandon Pashinsky. Trace Jackson Davis in like a 14, 15 minute roll off the bench. And then if you want to dust off Looney and Joseph, go right ahead as well. Nine man rotation. But that core of Curry, Thompson, Green, Wiggins. I mean, they want a title bringing him in and he's looked much better of late. And Kaminga coming on. I don't know how you don't bet Golden State minus five and a half. This has to close higher than this. This makes no sense to me. There's too much rest potential for other Memphis pieces. My favorite play, bar none here. When you look at the adjusted net ratings here for Draymond Green, in and out, day and night for this basketball team. He creates, he does all the dirty work, quite literally. Hopefully he's you know figured that part of it out. But Golden State minus five and a half. My favorite play, bar none, lock it up. Put it in your parlays, you parlay people. Uh, actually, don't because I just like straight betting. It is what it is. But Golden State, minus five and a half. Best play from Friday. The second best play from Friday, friends, is checking out BetMGM if you haven't already. And why is that? Well, $158 in bonus bets coming your way just by going to the link below or using the QR code in front of your face. All you do, you deposit $10 or more, bet $5 on anything I talked about or anything your heart desires, and you'll get three Bonus bets, a $50, a $50, and a $58 commemorating Super Bowl 58, of course, all instantly 
no attachments, nothing, no hook, no issue, no problem. It comes into your account instantly. Three massive bonus bets against 50, 50, 58 dollars. If that's more than you're used to betting, I'm telling you, this is an opportunity to have a big score to boost your bankroll instantly at BetMGM. That was a lot of B words all in succession, but I miss succession. Great show. Bet five dollars, get 158 dollars in bonus bets at the link below or the QR code right there on your screen. Only for 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 Gambler. Back to the picks we go, friends. Orlando dogs against Minnesota. And obviously, this is an Orlando team, plus seven and a half. You haven't seen a lot of these close spreads against Minnesota of late. Like, teams have been avoiding Minnesota at home, which I guess makes sense to a certain extent. My team's really good. For the first time in a very long time since I've been alive, Minnesota first, and probably going to be first in the West here, heading into, well, I, knock on wood there, because obviously Oklahoma City's like, what, a game behind? A game behind, Eric? Come on now. Don't do that to your own team. Don't put that. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Do not put that knife into your leg, Ricky Bobby. Ah! Anyway, Minnesota, they're really, really good. Orlando, they're healthier now. Franz Wagner back in the fray, and that's why you're seeing this line where it is. Markel Fultz playing 30 minutes a night. Wild to see Suggs, Franz Wagner, Bancaro, Wendell Carter Jr. It's so strange to see Gogo Batadze be a top three defensive center. And play zero minutes a night now because it's all Wendell Carter. But he's been performing all right for him here. And obviously, there's an opportunity for Wendell Carter to... I mean, he's got to make Rudy Gobert step out to guard him a little bit here. We'll see. Rudy Gobert's been the best defensive player in the NBA, bar none here this season. Best uh, defensive rating by any center here in quite some time. It is really fun to watch. But Orlando's 31-17 and 17 against the spread for a damn reason. Do we want to go out of our way to go pick on it? I sure don't, but the one thing I thought about here, I know it's egregious, but 213, sorry, I had a hiccup, 213 and a half here for a total. I know it's low, but I think it should actually be a little bit lower. Now, 210, 210 and a half. I don't think it's enough for me to want to try to beat like the, the, the VIG here, but I thought about it. It's green on my sheet, technically. I'm just going to call it a lean because I don't feel all that comfortable. There's enough offensive firepower on both sides of this one where it could be more competitive, but we know that these are two of the best defensive teams. Minnesota first in adjusted defensive rating, Orlando fourth in adjusted defensive rating, but completely healthy. Generally, you get healthy, you get your legs under you, you knock down shots, and I just don't feel all that great about this one. So passing it by here, Minnesota at home, though, go Timberwolves. Speaking of how fast we can talk about a game, Charlotte, Oklahoma City, what are we doing here? 17 point total is what I'm looking at. Look at this lovely rotation, like the starting lineup that Charlotte rolled out there. Cody Martin, Bryce McGowan's, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, Nick Richards. I feel like Charlotte should refund their season ticket holders. What are we even looking at? Kyle Lowry, trade pending. He exists on the roster, even though he's never going to play a game for them ever. Gordon Hayward, he technically could be good to come back now, but they're waiting until the deadline. Why would you play him and risk him getting hurt here? And LaMelo Ball is doubtful because, of course, he is. So you're going to get Leaky Black, which is like a like a Peaky Blinders name. What are we doing here? Oklahoma City, Giddy, SGA, Dort, Wiggins, Holmgren. You could get an unsur like a surprise scratcher. I just don't even want to deal with this. 
Charlotte plus 17 if you had to, just because we haven't seen many spreads like this, unless it was Portland when they were decimated, unless it was Washington against lots of people. But Washington has enough people that this wouldn't happen to them. This is so bad. This is the worst game to bet on the board. Just If you're going to this game, go enjoy SGA. Go enjoy Chet. Go enjoy that. But, like, this should be a massacre. But, like, 17? It's a lot. Don't bet this game, please. Two games left. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell. As we get to a play here, the Pelicans taking on the San Antonio Spurs. And there's technically not a line out here yet. And normally, I'm the person who created these rules. So it's like, well, you can break them appropriately. Leans, likes, locks. Leans are things I'm thinking about betting. Likes are things that I have bet already, unless I otherwise specify such as this, because I'm waiting for a line to come out. And a lock is my favorite play on the board. Usually a unit, you didn't have something in that ballpark, unless also otherwise specified. But this is something that I'm going to bet based on what the lines have been here recently and the fact that he didn't accomplish that feat. If you're in the premium Discord, you probably know where I'm getting at with this one. But the Pelicans, seven and a half point favorite. Zion sat last time out. Don't think he's going to be sitting here in this spot, which is kind of something that matters because, well, I, I don't know. But it is a left foot bone contusion. And he's technically questionable. So is Herb Jones. He sat out last game as well. And Larry Nance in his khaki pants. There's nothing better. Oh, oh, oh. But San Antonio, Keldon Johnson and Zach Collins questionable yet again. Victor Wembanyama going up against Orlando, one of the best defensive teams, and Wendell Carter Jr., not a bad defender by any means. He's positive and adjusted defensive rating this season and most seasons in his NBA career, but Victor Wembanyama playing around 30, 32 minutes a game now in competitive spots. I don't know how you get away from betting his double-double or rebounds prop every single time when it's under 10. Or obviously the double-double when it's minus 150, minus 175 or better. So much so that I generally have been locking these type of plays. But I think in this spot, I'm going to call it a like simply because, again, I haven't bet it yet because the line is not available. So I'm basically taking a shot in the dark. These are generally leans. But I want you to know that this is something that I'm very, very interested in because he's going to be one of the best producers playing 34 minutes a night here in the entire NBA very, very shortly. In fact, with the Joel Embiid injury, rip. You could end up seeing as the most productive player went on a floor in terms of rebound rate, usage, not assist rate because it's not going to pass that much, and block rate in the entire NBA. So, Wemby, double-double, keep on track with it here. I know he had his first failure of that here in the last couple. We've bet that, what, two of the last, well, two of the last three. So, here we go. Wemby, double-double, welcome back to the card, my friend. And the last game of the night, this line is suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Portland plus 11 and a half ticking on Denver. Obviously, Denver at elevation. I don't know why I had to sing that. 223 and a half, pretty low total. And, uh, well, Portland, shout out to them for winning their Super Bowl, facing Damian Lillard at home for the first time there. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. It's $57.50. I'm never going to see again. Whatever. Portland and Denver here. We've got Malcolm Brogdon, Simons, Grant, Walker, Aiden. They've got their normal starting five back in the mix. Tamani Kamara been sent to the shadow realm as he should. He has not been good this year. But Nikola Jokic, he is the question mark here. And yet this line, it's going to move one way or the other with Jokic in. I think it moves more if Jokic is... It's so close because I, I break this stuff down. I do think it moves to around 13 in the event that Jokic is 
in, but I think it moves way more the other way where Portland would be around seven and a half here if he is out because Portland fully healthy now. This is at least different. And well, you still have Jamal Murray who you're not going to play him 38, 40 minutes in these kind of spots. It's still the regular season. You have title aspirations trying to go back to back. And Aaron Gordon looked awesome at the five. Love that they rolled them out at the five the other night, brought Peyton Watson in to play the four. And they basically said, nope, we're not going to have DeAndre Jordan out there, which is always my favorite path to take, unless they were facing the Clippers. That was just fun to watch that night. But just saying, in this spot here, it's such a hard spot because I think Jokic has to play when you see a double-digit opening number like this. I think that's really what it's telling us. And obviously, he sat out with lower back pain. We're going to find out very quickly and shoot around whether or not this is something we want to have a part of. If he ends up playing, or sorry, if he ends up going through shoot around, I'm probably going to fire this up. 11 and a half, Denver. I think it's about a point and a half, two points of value you're getting there. But Jokic triple doubles is the one I really want on high alert because, well, Jamal Murray is coming off of an absolute dud. Absolute dud in OKC. And Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's going to do that to people. One of the best defenders in the entire NBA. But I think Joker, if he plays here, had a nice week off, basically. Maniacal laugh. <laughs> Joker triple-double could be like the play of the day if we're getting better than two to one here in that department. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist here on the board from this lovely, lovely Friday slate we have before us. Again, was happy to secure some closing line value. Let's check in on the games here while we're at it. Oh, Celtics are still losing to the Lakers because, of course, they are. The Knicks, keeping it pretty competitive here. A really good third quarter by them thus far, 68-63. So uh, we got that. Obviously, the biggie coming down the pipeline. We need Utah to cover three and a half and four. For all of the people, that thing went to six, six and a half. Kept buoying back and forth. Really weird spot there, but... Again, trying to give you the best information I can every single day. If you appreciated it, smash that like button. Check out BetMGM. Check out Odd Shopper. Do something to make more money here. Or come chat with me over on X at Eric Lindquist. You can do that for free. Just doesn't guarantee I respond if you just, like, flood me. But I will respond almost all the time. Anyway, check out BetMGM 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you, Producer Jacob. Another week in the books. No NFL Lindy's this weekend. No NFL this weekend. What? Gave you the Sunday scaries. Happy weekend, everybody. Until next time, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Friday.